Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. This week, we are talking about rabies. Rabies is a rare, really bad, aggressive encephalitis that pretty much is universally fatal. It's not in the UK or Australia that I'm aware of, but it is in North America, South America, and pretty much everywhere else. Rabies hides in bats and other carnivorous animals, so skunks, dogs, cats, foxes, coyotes. Of note, it is not in rodents, it's not in reptiles, not in birds. Again, it's really all in bats and carnivorous animals where you are seeing this. It grows in their salivary glands and is transmitted when those bats and other carnivorous animals break the skin with their claws or their teeth. That's rabies. And what you really need to focus on today is how we do post-exposure prophylaxis in the emergency department. Similar to how we are giving tetanus shots to open wounds, we frequently are giving rabies shots when somebody has been bitten or scratched by bats or other big carnivorous animals, dogs, that type of thing. So that's what you're gonna need to know for your rotation. When do we give rabies prophylaxis? Both the immunization and the immune globulin, because unlike tetanus, most people don't have a baseline immunization status to rabies. So just like we would give both a tetanus shot and then a tetanus immune globulin to somebody who had never been vaccinated with like a laceration, with rabies, we're always giving a rabies shot and immunoglobulin because very few people have been vaccinated against this, except some animal workers maybe. So how do we do this? A patient comes in and on all bites or scratches from a bat or dogs or cats or other big carnivorous animals, you put them into this rabies pathway and they either will or will not get a rabies shot and rabies immunoglobulin. So here's this pathway. Step one, if the animal that bit or scratched the patient was a well-appearing pet, somebody's dog or somebody's cat, assuming that that animal can be watched, no prophylaxis is required. But the animal has to be monitored. It doesn't matter if the pet is immunized or not. That doesn't matter. The animal has to be monitored for symptoms of rabies. And as long as that pet doesn't develop a animal encephalitis, basically, that patient doesn't need to get the rabies shot or the immunoglobulin. Step two, if the creature that bit the patient was a wild animal that could possibly transmit rabies, so not rodents, birds, or reptiles, but maybe a skunk or a fox, you do start the patient on rabies prophylaxis every time. And we'll fully go into that in a bit, what that entails. If the animal is caught, it gets sacrificed and tested. Wild animals. And maybe the patient won't need to do the full course of rabies treatment, but for the most part, you are starting rabies prophylaxis for this in the department. Step three, bats. Now, you can't get rabies from looking at a bat or getting like bat poop on you unless it's like broken skin or something, but Bat scratches are 
super subtle. So what that means when it comes to bats is you prophylax all patients exposed to bats unless the patient is competent and with it and can say for sure, no, Dr. Olson, I did not get bitten or scratched by the bat. I just saw it. Then you don't have to start prophylaxis. If they can't say that though, let's say they're a baby or they're drunk, you're starting prophylaxis. The classic example is somebody who wakes up with a bat in their bedroom and they don't know. Prophylax. Step four, all of these other rodents, reptiles, birds, rabbits, hamsters that virtually never transmit rabies, you can call public health, kind of have them guide you through this, but you don't usually do rabies prophylaxis for these. And then step five, if they meet any of these criteria for prophylaxis, the prophylaxis is two parts. And for the record, you can give this to kids, pregnant women. The only contraindication to prophylaxis is a severe egg allergy. But as long as they don't have that egg allergy, prophylaxis. So the two parts to prophylaxis. First, you give rabies immune globulin in the department once. You inject as much as possible into the wound. And then the second part to this is you start the patient's rabies vaccine series by giving day one, and then they'll actually come back to the emergency department usually for days three, seven, 14, and sometimes 28. We actually have a card that we give them in our department. So you're giving rabies immune globulin and starting the vaccine series. And that's how you do this. A few pearls that I pulled from Tintin Alley's one. It doesn't matter if the bite or scratch was provoked or unprovoked, makes no difference. Two, it doesn't matter where the patient got bit. Face is maybe a little higher risk, but you're doing the prophylaxis regardless. It doesn't make a difference. Three, nobody survives rabies except one person ever that I could find. It happened like once, but usually we're talking universally fatal. Four, this is a pretty common question. There's usually not rabies in small rodents, reptiles, birds, squirrels, hamsters, rats, rabbits, those are not common rabies vectors. And five, the number needed to treat, and this is interesting, is over 300,000, but we still do it. So that's the deal basically with rabies. That wraps up this episode, especially knowing since I have a bunch of international listeners out there, I'd actually be interested in hearing from you how you do this in your respective countries if it differs at all. So send me an email about that. I'm actually curious. But until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.